You're listening to the Everyday Style School podcast. I'm your host, Jennifer Mackey Mary, and I've been dressing real women just like you for over 20 years. Now I'm on a mission to help women all around the world create easy, effortless style without confusion and overwhelm. If you're ready to create a wardrobe you love and feel confident every day so you can live the life you want, you're in the right place. Let's get started. Hello, gorgeous. It's April, and if you are in the United States, you know what that means. Tax time. Like most Americans, I got my mind on my money and my money on my mind. So this month, I'm dedicating both episodes to the relationship between your money and your wardrobe. This week, we're talking about 10 common wardrobe money mistakes, and then in our next episode, we're going to talk about how to turn them around and create a better wardrobe money relationship that results in more style, less stuff, and less stress. These are some of the habits and mistakes that I saw clients making often when I was working one-on-one and some of the challenges that we hear frequently now. Today, we're going to go through the list pretty quickly and let you know what the mistake is and why it's a problem, but we're not going to spend a ton of time talking about the solutions because in most cases, it's literally just stop doing that thing or start doing the opposite. That's it. Pretty simple. But before we get into that, I wanted to let you know that registration for our next round of stylist training for the Everyday Style Network is now open. If you've ever thought about starting your own styling business, or if you've even ever thought, I wonder if I'd be good at that, I want to encourage you just to head over to our site, click on Become a Stylist in the top right corner, and just check it out. I have this dream of creating a whole army of trained stylists who know their stuff and just who love people to make sure that every woman who wants or needs one-on-one help can come to our site and find someone to work with. We're on a mission to end women struggling to get dressed and struggling to love the way they look. And I just know that there are some really stylish listeners out there right now who could help us do just that. At the same time, we want to help women start successful businesses to not be held back because you're scared or you don't know where to get started or you don't know how to get clients. My friends, all of that can be learned. If you've got a dream to start your own business, don't let those things stop you. If I can learn to do it, you can learn to do it. If any of that's interesting to you, just hop over to our website, check it out. Okay, let's talk money mistakes. These are in no particular order. And remember that when you get that little, "Uh uh-oh, is she talking to me feeling? It's because, yes, I am talking directly to you. And those are the mistakes and habits and choices, whatever you want to call them, that you should focus on. When you get that little feeling like, oh, I do that. Focus on that. That's important. Ready? Okay, here goes. Number one is not taking care of your things. In general, we've talked about this before, but in general, clothes today just don't last as long as they used to. The quality simply isn't there anymore. But when you treat your clothes like they're disposable, you're going to end up replacing them more often, which is a huge money waster. There are things in my wardrobe that I expect to replace every one or two years or seasons, like white tanks for summer. No matter what you do, they're going to discolor and get stains and stretch out and lose their shape. 
landscape. So I tend to be a little less careful with those things. But if you can extend the life of most of your clothes, even by a few months or by a season, and not waste money rebuying things that you already have and hopefully already love, you're going to free up dollars for other parts of your life or for new things that add more style to your wardrobe. You can do a lot to extend the life of your clothes, like washing in cold water, pre-treating stains, using the dryer on the lowest setting, and shaving those little pills off of your knits before they get out of control and it's just too hard to even think about tackling an, an entire sweater. None of those things require hand washing or dry cleaning, but taking little steps like that to keep your things looking nicer longer will save you money in the long run. Number two, buying multiples. You probably know by now that this is kind of a hot button issue for me, but it's one of my biggest wardrobe building pet peeves. I get the appeal. I truly, really do. If you find something you love, just buy it in a bunch of colors and voila, getting dressed is easy. Or at least that's kind of how it's supposed to go. But what actually happens is that you find something you like, you buy it in a bunch of colors, then you feel like you look the same every day, you get stuck in a style rut, so you head out to find something new and different, you find something you like, you buy it in a bunch of colors, you see where I'm going with this, right? It is a pattern that repeats itself. Women I worked with who did this always had more clothes than they needed, which is wasteful. There's a group on Facebook that posts daily clothing deals. I'm not going to name the group, but women in the group will post things like, oh, that blouse is so cute. I bought four. I bought it in four colors. And it'll be like a really bold kind of standout blouse. You have to ask yourself, how many opportunities do you have to wear a blouse like that? And when you do, do you want to look the same every time you have an opportunity to wear it? From what I've seen, women who buy multiples don't have enough days or opportunities to wear all the multiples they own. Funny story, the very day that I was working on this episode, we had a social post out on Instagram, I think, with some wardrobe budget tips. And one of them is don't buy multiples because we've talked about this before. One of our lovely followers commented, and I quote, I always struggle with the temptation to buy multiples when I find something I like, but then I find they don't get as much use, end quote. Thank you, lovely Instagram follower, for doing my work for me. That is exactly what happens, and it wastes money. The only times I'm an advocate of buying multiple colors of the same item is if you are very, very hard to fit or very, very, very picky and you never like anything. Go ahead and buy one neutral and one non-neutral. Or I also am an advocate of buying multiples in pants. If pants are hard for you, if you struggle to find pants that fit well and you find some that work, don't recreate the wheel. Buy them in a few colors. That's acceptable. But like, you know, that table of t-shirts or sweaters or sweatshirts. You don't need to go down the line and pick up every single one. All right. Number three, we've talked about it before, is recreational shopping. 
as a refresher, if you're new around here, recreational shopping is anytime you buy clothes you didn't set out to buy. This could be stopping in a boutique after having lunch with your mom. It's a girl's day. It could be browsing on your phone as you're watching TV with your husband at night. It could be steering the cart away from the paper towels and into the clothing section at Target. I know we've all done that one. It looks different for different people. But again, anytime you were not planning to buy clothes and you end up with clothes that you bought, you've done a little recreational shopping. The problem with recreational shopping is that you spend a lot of money and you don't have much to show for it. I want you to think about it like this. Let's say you're doing some kind of healthy eating, diet plan, whatever you want to call it, and you're counting calories or points or macros. We'll we'll do calories for easy math. Let's say you have a daily calorie budget of 2,000 calories and you have a 200 calorie snack here and another 150 calorie snack there. And then look at that. You stopped at Starbucks and there go five, four or five or 600 more calories. You get the idea. You get where I'm going with this, right? When you spend your calories on little things, you get to dinner and you go, oh shoot, I'm done for the day and I'm still hungry. You have nothing left for that hearty, fill you up kind of meal. There's a meme that I've been seeing all over lately, and it says something like, all I do is shop and eat, and I'm still hungry, and I don't have anything to wear. And I get that that is supposed to be cute and funny. I get it. haha. But maybe we should look at why this is. It's kind of wasteful, actually, right? Like we're doing something wrong if all we do is shop and eat, and still we can't get dressed, and we're still hungry. Something's not right. When it comes to nothing to wear, it's because of recreational shopping, because we spend our money on little things that don't add up to anything resembling a cohesive wearable wardrobe. But there's another problem with recreational shopping, and I'm going to touch on it in money mistake number four, which is shopping the clearance section first. Some people shop the clearance section as part of their recreational shopping, like, oh, I'm just going to see if there are any deals. And some people do it as their main wardrobe building strategy. I'm going to tell you something, and I want you to commit this to memory. I want to be the little angel on your shoulder the next time you're looking for deals in the back corner of the store. Here's the problem with this one. Are you ready? I really want you to focus on this for a second. The clearance section won't fix your wardrobe problems. Let me say it again. The clearance section won't fix your wardrobe problems. I don't care what your wardrobe problem is. I can guarantee you with almost absolute certainty that the answer isn't found in the clearance section. Sometimes I used to get in trouble with clients because I never went to the clearance section like ever. And some people called me out on it and they said, oh, you're not, you're not being budget conscious, which is actually not the truth at all. I was always respectful of, of people's wardrobe budgets. But my job was not to collect as many cheap clothes as I possibly could, right? It's not like that crazy grocery store game show where everyone's just like running and throwing stuff in the cart. No, that's not how it was. My job was to put clothes into their closets that fit, that flattered, and made it easier for them to get dressed. And those clothes are not found in the clearance section. Think about what ends up in a clearance section for just a second. 
it's things that didn't sell well. It's things that the sizing was really off, so people couldn't quite get it right. They are not like the most versatile wardrobe basics, really good staples of your wardrobe. Those are not ever going to be found at like 90% off. And let me tell you, one pair of versatile pants that fit like a glove and make you look like a million bucks is more valuable than 10 clearance skirts that you're never going to wear. Clearance sections waste money because a lot of deals, quote unquote, that you buy never get worn. I've pulled more clothes out of closets with clearance tags on them than I can possibly count. And even if you just spent $5 on a shirt, if you never wore it, it's wasteful. And waste, no matter how small, adds up. But the other way clearance sections waste money is that sometimes we feel committed to wearing our deals. Like, I don't want to be wasteful, so I'm going to wear it. So what we do is we spend more money on clothes that we may not have bought to go with clothes that we probably didn't need in the first place. You know that old expression, don't throw good money after bad? This applies to your clearance fines. If you have things in your closet that you bought and they were only $7, yay, good deal, but you don't have anything to go with them, don't spend another $50 buying something to make that $7 item wearable. It just doesn't make sense. We're going to talk about the clearance section more in our next episode, but for now, I want you to say it with me one more time. The clearance section won't fix your wardrobe problems. Okay, wardrobe money waster number five, not having a well-organized closet. When your closet is not well-organized, you waste money in a few different ways. First, you forget what you have or you even lose things. I can't tell you how many clients have said, oh, I thought I lost this or I forgot I had this or I've been looking for this. A lot of them had actually replaced those lost items, wasting money buying duplicates. Another issue is that you can't clearly see what you have. This is my biggest issue with the organize your closet by color strategy. I know it's pretty, it's just not efficient. When I was working one-on-one with clients, and even now in our closet clean-out challenges, women will say, I realize that I have too many blank, usually cardigans, but not enough blank usually pants. When you group items by type, you can easily see where the holes in your wardrobe are and you can spend money there and stop putting your dollars toward more cardigans, right? Or items that you already, whatever it is for you, that you have too many of. I've also seen lots of women who separate their closets by activity, like work versus weekend. When you do that, you miss all of the items that could potentially be worn in both areas and you buy a lot more than you need. Looking at your closet as a whole allows you to get the most versatility out of your wardrobe. And I know y'all are smart enough to know, even if they're hung right next to each other, which items are work appropriate and which ones are not. There's almost always a lot of gray area in closets in terms of where clothes could be worn. And hanging everything together, grouped by item type, allows you to use that gray area best and not waste money buying more than you need to. I've also seen people who hang like whole outfits in their closet, and that is this last problem on steroids. I was in one closet. She had like six white shells because she's like, no, this white shell goes with this outfit, and this white shell goes under this cardigan, and this white shell goes, but they're they're all the same. And I was like, you, you know, you can use the same white tank basically for all of them. 
that is a huge money waster. So group your whole closet together by item type. Everything hung together, item type. All right. Money mistake number six, not altering clothes that need it. Money that is tied up in clothes that you can't wear is wasteful. So many women I've talked to over the years have this major hangup about altering clothes. Like things should just fit perfectly off the rack and tailors are just scam artists going after your hard-earned money. Friends, they are not trying to sell you an extended car warranty or fix the virus on your computer. They're really not. Tailors are craftspeople who bring value to your wardrobe. They make it valuable. Yes, tailoring costs money. And no, it isn't always fun to spend more money on clothes you've already spent money on. There are times I've spent more on the tailoring than I did on the item. But if you can't wear it or you don't wear it because it needs a little work, you have wasted money. Tailoring is the only way to get the money back. So look at it as an investment rather than an expense. I once had a client tell me that she didn't believe, that was her word, I don't believe in tailoring because of that added expense. Like this was like a, a foundational value in her life. She had spent hundreds of dollars for me to walk around wasting time trying to find clothes for her that were perfect right off the rack rather than have a skirt, a plain black skirt, hemmed a few inches. It was so unproductive. Now, I know that most of you aren't walking around with a professional stylist, but what's your time worth? Finding something that's pretty darn close and then tailoring it the rest of the way is much more efficient in both time and money, than wasting hours searching for a wardrobe unicorn. If you want to see your wardrobe, your style, and how polished you look overall improve dramatically, build a relationship with a tailor. Get recommendations from friends or your community, that, those Facebook groups where everyone says, what's that noise? Those are a great place to find a tailor. Don't email us because we don't know a tailor in your area, but go there and, and get recommendations from people and then visit the same tailor consistently for a while to build a relationship. They will start to know how you like your things to fit. They'll start to be able to even make suggestions to make things work better for you and commit to making your clothes perfect for you. This is money that you'll never regret spending. I have never regretted a dollar on tailoring ever. Moving on to money mistake number seven, which is being on too many store email lists. Have you ever stopped and thought about why you've signed up for so many store emails? Now, I, I know a lot of them you just automatically get put on when you buy things, but there are some we've signed up for and we don't take ourselves off of them. So why do, why do we do that? It's so that we don't miss out on sales, right? We want to know when there's a good deal out there. We're always on a hunt for the deal. Well, let me tell you a real truth. There is always a sale. Everything is on sale all the time. And there are good deals to be had every single day. It isn't special anymore. We are still in this idea that sales are special. And I don't know if you've shopped lately, but there's always a sale. It is no longer special at all. Have you ever just been sitting there not thinking about cute spring tops at Loft or $6 leggings at Old Navy, but then you check your email and all of a sudden you're shopping cute spring tops at Loft or $6 leggings at Old Navy? Oh, and then you're so close to free shipping that you might as well add a couple more pairs of leggings or maybe a clearance top to, to get over that threshold. And all of a sudden, you've gone from 
not thinking about spending money on clothes at all to spending money on clothes you probably didn't need. Now, you might be thinking, wait a second, that sounds a lot like recreational shopping. Didn't we talk about that already? Yep, it is, and we did. But I feel like this one is almost more insidious. Recreational shopping happens when you go looking for it. Store emails come to you at all hours. Well, when you're checking your phone in bed when you wake up, I know I do it too. When you are on your lunch break, all the time you are being bombarded by come buy things you don't need, come spend money you didn't plan on it, all of those things. And we don't hit that unsubscribe button because what if we miss a deal? You won't. I promise you won't miss a deal at Old Navy because when you want to go shopping at Old Navy, Old Navy will be having a sale. And the same goes with just about every mall level store. You know, I used to say that you should be on the the emails of stores that didn't frequently have sales. And that's where you could find quality. It was at stores where things weren't on sale all the time. Even my go-tos that weren't having sales all the time are now having sales all the time. It just isn't special. I once had a client tell me that she wouldn't unsubscribe from store emails because she didn't want to miss out on special coupons, but she couldn't tell me one store that sent special coupons that they weren't offering in stores or on their websites. If you know of some, that's great. Maybe you want to stay on those, but for the most part, everything they send you is exactly what you would find on the website or when you went into the store. So a good thing to do is unsubscribe from stores that send you emails every single day or multiple times a day or that have sales every single day. There is nothing special about them and you will not miss a thing. When you want or need to shop, there will be a sale. There will be a deal. I promise. So don't fill your wardrobe with crappy $6 leggings you don't need just because you were afraid that that deal would never come along again. It will. It will absolutely. The the $6 legging deal that would never happen again came to me like three times in a week. So it will come. All right. Money mistake number eight, not trying things on in store. I feel like I've been saying this one for a long time and then it kind of became a moot point when we couldn't try things on in stores, but I would like to see people get back to trying things on in stores. So let's talk about it. Here's the problem I have with this one. When you don't try things on in a store and you take them home and you discover that they're not quite right, often instead of making the trek back to the store, we go, eh, it's good enough, right? The problem though is that good enough isn't good enough. You will be shopping for that exact thing that you settled for within months, spending more money to replace the thing you just spent money on. For example, let's say you need, I don't know, jeans. You head to the store, you buy a couple pairs, you figure, oh, if they're not right, I'll just bring them back. You get them home, you try them on, and they're okay. I mean, they're good enough. They're probably not what you would have bought if you were actually in the fitting room, but you're already home and going back to the store is a hassle. So you go, eh, good enough. But you know what? In a couple of months, you're tired of looking frumpy and dumpy, and you discover that these jeans aren't really any better than the ones you already had that you felt like you had to buy new jeans to replace, and you find yourself out shopping for jeans yet again. It's wasteful, and five minutes in the fitting room is all it takes to fix it. Ironically, women throughout the years have told me that they do this because they don't have time to try things on in a store. Let me ask you a question though. If you are that pressed for time, what makes you think it'll be easier to find time to go back to the store and return it? 
Just be honest with yourself. Admit that you just don't want to try it on and then go do it anyway. I can't tell you, even me, a professional wardrobe stylist, I have those moments where I'm like, eh, I'll just try it on at home. And I have made it a rule that I have to try it on in store. If I want to buy it, I have to try it on. And there are so many things that I was sure would be great that just weren't, whether the sizing was a little bit off, the armhole was cut a little bit high. I mean, just weird things that you wouldn't know from looking at it. I have made the commitment to try things on in stores and it has stopped me from wasting money that I know I'm not going back to return. That brings me to money mistake number nine, which is not returning things quickly. I used to be terrible at this one, not only like buying things in the store, bringing them home, not returning them, but ordering things and not returning them. I had mailing envelopes full of clothes that I wasn't crazy about or didn't work that would sit in my closet for months until the return window had passed and I was out of luck and out the money. And same with store returns. You have to really pay attention now to the return window from each store. Some are as short as 30 days, and that's a direct result of how quickly merchandise turns over. They can't give you 90 days to return it anymore because that thing, that's long gone, and it was long gone for months by now. And this is a big reason you should try things on just while you're there. It ensures you won't waste money on clothes that you didn't intend to keep. But I actually want to talk about another aspect of returning things beyond just returning the obvious not going to wear it stuff. I want to talk about things you buy with every intention of wearing and then somehow just don't. If you have clothes in your closet right now with a tag still on, I'm talking to you. You should have that feeling in your tummy that says, oh, she's talking to me on this one. Yep. The reality is if you don't wear something within two weeks of buying it, 14 days, the chances you'll ever wear it are very, very low. Now I know you're like, but I just bought this swimsuit at the end of the season. That's not what I'm talking about, right? Those I think are a, a terrible idea for, uh, for many other reasons, but that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about those things that you buy and you think you're going to wear them, you think you're going to like them, and then they, they're sitting there with tags on them weeks later. If you don't wear it within two weeks, chances are you're not going to. Think about it for a minute. Think about the last thing you bought that you loved, that you were so excited about. I bet you couldn't wait to take the tags off and wear it somewhere. Like you would find somewhere. You'd find a reason to, to leave the house, go to dinner, wear the thing. It's like when my kids were little and they'd want to wear their new shoes out of the store. You're just excited. You want to show off your new thing. You want to wear your new thing. When you don't have that feeling about the clothes you bought, when you're not excited to wear it and it just hangs there in your closet, or worse, it stays in a bag for a couple of weeks, just return it. You're never going to feel any differently about it. The time when you buy something, when it's brand new, is when you are the most excited about it. And if you can't get jazzed about it in the first two weeks, just return it and get your money back. If you are one of those people who's always missing the return window, commit to doing better this year. It is a money waster that is really easy to fix with just a tiny bit of discipline. And again, if I can do it, you can do it. If you're one of those people who has lots of clothes with tags on, thinking you'll want to wear them someday, it's time to get real. Pay attention to that 14-day rule. If you haven't worn it in two weeks, return it. You're not ever going to miss it. You'll find something that you will love and you'll have the money to actually buy it. Finally, our last money waster, number 10, is not knowing your personal characteristics, not knowing yourself and how you want to dress or how you should dress. When you don't know 
how you want to look or what looks good on you, or you haven't thought about how you really spend your time and what kinds of clothes you should be buying for the life you really live, you waste a lot of money on clothes that you don't, can't, or don't want to wear, and yet you still struggle to get dressed. I think about this dress that I bought after I had my first daughter. I needed something for presenting to a class I was taking, and being just a few weeks postpartum, I didn't have anything. I bought this really cute hooded tunic dress thing to wear over leggings, and it should have been everything I loved, but it somehow wasn't. I just hated the way I looked in it every time I tried to wear it. It wasn't cheap, but it wasn't exactly... And I'll spend anything emergency purchase, right? That you you know that you're spending way too money, much money, but you have to wear something and you know you won't wear it again, but it just is what it is. This was not that. This should have been something that I'd wear all the time. Yes, it was more than I normally spent on clothes, but it felt like a good investment. It was just so me. I wore it for that presentation. I remember feeling terrible about the way I looked for that. I just, it, like that's still, the feeling is strong. And then I never reached for it. I kept it for years. I wore it a couple of times. I tried. I felt terrible in it every time I wore it. But I kept it because it, it felt like it should work for me. I should have loved everything about it. So I couldn't figure out why I hated it. Finally, I donated it. And I remember feeling sad for what could have been. I mean, I know that's a really weird clothing memory, but I was putting it in a bag and I was like, gosh, I really wanted to love this thing. And I just didn't. A couple of years later, when I understood color better and my colors specifically, I thought about that dress. It was the muted, dusty, washed out, purpley gray color. That was it. That was completely what I hated about it. The color was completely wrong for me. As a matter of fact, it was one of my worst colors. No wonder I felt frumpy and drab and washed out in it. And I, you know, I'd catch a glimpse of myself in the mirror and I was like, oh, that's just really rough. No, I don't do not like bad. No. Right. But the funny thing is that dress also came in navy, which is one of my better colors. But I didn't officially know that at the time. I remember thinking, oh, I have so much navy. I should branch out and try something different. You know why I had so much navy in my closet? Because it looked good on me, even though I didn't have the words, you know, it wasn't like on a checklist of these are your best colors. I inherently knew that I looked good in it. If I had bought it in navy, I would have worn that thing for a decade and it would have been one of the best wardrobe purchases I had ever made. Instead, it was a waste of over $100 because I didn't understand my personal characteristics. So much money is wasted thinking that you might be a person who loves a pleated midi skirt when you're not, or a person who wonders if she might look good in a mock neck crop sweater when you don't, or a person who thinks she should buy a color because it's one she doesn't have much of, not realizing there's probably a reason for that. When you know how to dress yourself, you stop wasting money on things that simply aren't right for you. And if I was a betting woman, I would bet that this is where the majority of wasted wardrobe dollars go. It's time to do better with our money when it comes to our wardrobes. In a couple of weeks, that's exactly what we're talking about. Next time, we're talking about how to build a high-value wardrobe. Creating a wardrobe that is focused on value, not price, is the secret to using your money wisely. I am so excited to talk about this, and I hope that you are excited to hear about it. As always, if you got that she's talking to me feel... 
do something about it. Just do something. If there were one or two mistakes that resonated with you, that those are habits that you're making and you realize that they are wasting money, commit to just doing the opposite. If they all resonated with you, don't try to tackle all 10 at once. That's that's a losing proposition. Just look at the ones that are wasting the most money for you and start there. And go unsubscribe from a few store emails. Not mine though. Mine's a good one. It helps you save money. That is it, my friends. I will see you next time. Until then, wear what you love and love what you wear. Hey there, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Don't forget to head over to our website for any links, downloads, or resources we talked about during the show. Go to youreverydaystyle.com and click on podcast to find the episode you're looking for. While you're there, make sure you sign up for our weekly emails. We won't spam you, but you will get style tips and links to some of our favorite products to help make it even easier to love the way you look. You deserve that. 